welcome to another episode of Forgot My Transmitter. Today's chat is with Bird from Oklahoma. We talked a lot about how to deal with the stresses of the job, as well as a few tips and tricks on how to locate power. So let's get started. Thanks for coming on the show, Bird. Tell us a little about yourself. All right. So yeah, my name's Bird. That is a nickname. My real name only is only for uh, for those that pay my bills. <laughs> okay. And uh, yeah, so I started, uh, I guess I'll start with my locating. We're talking about locating here. So I think it was somewhere around 2012 when I started locating. I was out of a job. I needed something. And uh, this guy I knew at the time was like, hey, you should try this place. I just got hired and it's pretty good. And I was like, man, all right, I'll give it a shot. So put in my application and went for an interview and they hired me and, you know, did all the training and started around 2012 with one of the bigger companies. And yeah, I was there for, I don't know, four, four or five years. Went over and did some drops, bearing drops for the cable company out here. Yeah. You know, got kind of tired of, of locating for a little bit. And so I decided to do that. And I was doing that for just under a year. And another locating company called me up and was like, hey, you want to come back and and do this again? We'll pay you such and such. And I was like, that sounds really good. I'll take it. So yeah. I went back to locating and I was there for a couple of years. That company went under. So I, again, I had nowhere to go. And so I went back to where I started. And uh, yeah, I stuck around there for a couple of years until another company was like, hey, you want to come over here? And I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't that easy. With that last switch, I was like, "Man, I don't know. I don't know if I want to if I want to switch." Everything was going really well for me. I mean, I was super thankful that this company took me back. They were treating me real well. But but I decided to to try this other place. It just sounded really good, but of course you're really skeptical, you know? Yeah. Uh, when someone's like, "Yeah, it's much greener on this side or whatever." You're like, man, sure, maybe it is, maybe it's not. And a lot of times people will leave a company thinking that it's going to be better somewhere else, and then they end up coming back because, I mean, it's really not. So I was really skeptical, and uh, but I, 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 I moved, and, and it's been going well ever since. So what have you located? So yeah, I've done, I've done pretty much the major utilities. I've done telephone, cable, gas of course the fiber from from any of the communications and electric what do you locate right now so now i'm just strictly with electric okay do you miss doing everything i do not no no not not at all man not at all it is it is nice to be able to just go to a, a house or business and just get your one utility marked and then go on to the next yeah yeah, it's kind of the uh, that was always the that was always the the goal, you know. Where whenever I would see some of these guys, just I'll I'll show up to a house before anybody anybody shows up, start locating. These other guys show up, you know. Once I'm done with one or two locates, and they'll go and they'll mark their thing, and they take off, and I still got two or three other locates to do. I'm like, dang it, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh that's the life right there. Yeah, you kind of feel like an idiot. It's like, why is this taking me so long? But it's it's because you yeah. have five utilities, you know, you know that you gotta exactly, man, exactly. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's it's kind of for me. I felt like it was a like a process, right? Like 
you always got to start at the bottom, right? Even if you're out digging ditches, like you always start with the shovel and then you graduate to whatever else and then whatever else. And then you're the, you're the manager or the supervisor or whatever. It kind of felt like that for me where I was like, well, I had, I knew nothing about locating. So I learned how to locate. I learned all the utilities. I learned different areas out here. Cause you know, when you first start, you're kind of putting in a floating kind of position. So you go all over and see different areas. So, so I'm thankful for that. And, uh, yeah, so worked worked my way to just doing the one utility. Does your power does the power utility tone out well? Yeah, man, it just depends on the location, really. Usually, I don't have any problems, and I'll usually just clamp on. I don't know what you guys call it, you know, the ring clamp, or put that around the dips and then locate. And usually, I have no problem. But there's those areas, you know, those areas where you just have to figure it out, find a different way to. To make that utility run. Are those just congested areas? No, that's that's the weird thing is it's not always that. It actually it's usually not that. It's I don't know what it is. It it it's probably just old lines. It's usually the older neighborhoods where that happens, so it's you know, that's most likely what it is. Maybe there's some kind of corrosion on the lines. Because those old lines get direct buried, yeah. right? So they go through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I yeah, I found that too. There's some older, older subdivisions that where it's just, it's, I hate going in there because mm-hmm. it, it's going to be really weird toning out the power. Oh, for sure, man. It, and, and it's not just, I guess, I guess some of it could have to do with uh, congestion because, because you'll also have cable lines, like old cable lines that are just still there. So that's not going to help you any. And there might even be new or old electric lines that, you know, they rerouted a little bit. So, that that won't help either. Those old neighborhoods go through a lot, so that's definitely where the issues are going to be. Yeah, but yeah, you just got to find you know direct connect somewhere. Sometimes you got to open up the transformers or the peds to and try hooking up in there. I try to avoid that as much as possible, yeah. though. That's like last yeah. last option. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, normally I don't have too too much trouble. It's been it's been nice, especially my area. I've got a. I've got right now I've got a newer newer area so a lot of the subdivisions are 20 years old maybe not real bad right yeah so I can't I can't do too much complaining yeah I find it I think it's the subdivisions that were just they weren't planned out they were just you know build one house here add another house so all the wires just kind of Go went wherever. together there was no real system for the grounding of the of the network and just, right. yeah. Right. Those are the bad subdivisions. Yeah, for sure. And every now and then, though, you'll still come across new neighborhoods where the lines just don't want to run for some reason. So you've been locating for 12 years, right? Yeah, it's been about 12 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, except for that except for that about year that, that I was doing drops, everything else has been locating. So you just did drops the whole, the whole year? Like, did you have a plow? Is that what you're using or just by hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it was both. It was both. And a lot of times you couldn't even get that machine. Like we would have one. There's two different machines that we had at this particular company. There was one that you could ride on. And then there was one that you kind of walked next to. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, those fences or even like, even if it can get through the fence, it would be like 
next to, or there'd be a, like an air conditioning unit there. And then the fence, like a foot off of that unit. So maybe you can get through that initial gate, but then you can't get to the backyard with the machine because that air conditioning unit is there or something else is there blocking it. Yeah. And then, and then you have to do the whole thing by hand and those sucked. It was, that was a tough job, man, doing that stuff by hand. I remember some of those where I was there for hours yeah. just digging these little trenches for this line to get buried. And it, yeah, it was tough. A lot of times I was on my own too, cause you know, it's hard to find good help. Yeah. So I'd have, I'd have help and then call them up in the morning. All right, let's go. And they're like, Oh, I'm uh, sick today. Or they just wouldn't answer or something. I'm like, well, I guess I'm on my own. Yeah. Those were, those were some tough times. So you were just contracted out? To do them? Yeah, we're we were basically our own uh, an independent contractor. The cable com or the there was a subcontractor contracted by the cable company, and then that contractor subcontracted us. Okay. Uh, yeah. So so we did we did all the work. Did you have to get locates to do those? They would call in all the locates. Yeah. So like, if there was a cut or something, they would get charged initially, but then they would just pay it forward and. <laughs> They take it out of our checks. Oh, huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, but then we were responsible for, like, if we cut a sprinkler line or a private line, some kind. Like that was on us to get taken care of. So is that just a matter of talking with the homeowner to find out what was there? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you know you go to a house, there's nobody home, and you just start doing the work, and hopefully you don't get into anything. Yeah. But you got to look out for those things too, right? Like it's the same as locating. You kind of see where everything is and you figure, well, there's a sprinkler box right here or there's a sprinkler head right here. You know, I got to be careful. There's sprinklers in this yard. And there was times like that when I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it by hand because I don't want to bust anything. No. And I would do it by hand. So there was a lot more handwork for me than than using the plow. What was the fastest way to do it by hand? Did you have like a little prod? I I've seen that where they they lift the lift the sod and then with the little prod push the push the wire down. Like right under the sod? Well, just like they put the shovel in, lift lift mm -hmm. up a little bit and then have a little oh, prod okay. tool to push the push the wire down behind the shovel. Yeah. Like a like a blade kind of deal? Is that what you're talking about? Because that's what we used. Is like I, ha I actually had one made, kind of like a, I forget what they're called, but they sell them at at hardware stores. But the ones that they sell at hardware stores stores are really slim. So I had one made where it's probably about an inch wide, and then you know sharpens down at the end, so it'll cut through the ground. Yeah. And so that's what we would use. Just made of made of steel. So it was it was heavy. And you just make a little one-inch trench or two-inch trench, like, you know, you hit it a couple times to make the, the hole big enough for the cable to fall in there. Yeah. Yeah, so you hit it a couple times to to, uh, to drop your cable in there, and, you know, that's that's how we would do it. That was the easiest way, but, you know, summer days, when that ground is super dry, yeah, that it would be, it'd be a lot of work to, to get down deep enough to to where you should be yeah yes it, it I'm, I'm, man it was i liked it because of the freedom i left 
the locating because I was just working all the time. So when, when that opportunity came up, it, it, it was presented as like having free time. You're doing your own work, your own hours. You know, you can be done by whatever time and you can be paid whatever much. And I was like, all right, I think I can make that work. Yeah. So, you know, I took that, I took that chance and it was cool because yeah, there was times when, when I can leave early or I can come in late or not come in at all. And then maybe just work on a Saturday or on a Sunday. And then sometimes I would even take my family and they would help me like yeah. whenever, whenever somebody didn't show up and be like, well, they didn't show up. It was like, Oh, we'll just take the day off. We'll go with you on the weekend or something like that. Yeah. You know? So, so those kind of things were cool because then I even got to spend time with my family and we were working together. So that was, that was nice, but still like the work itself was tough uh, a lot of times. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm fine with that. I don't mind, I don't mind hard work, but, uh, but the dividends weren't there. Like it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. The work I was putting in and then putting back out cause I was paying for, for gas for the machine I was paying for gas for the truck I was using. Yeah. Because I was hauling that machine w- everywhere, whether I used yeah, it or not. Exactly. Because you never know when you're going to use it. No. So I was hauling that thing around everywhere. So I had to pay, put in for gas every two or three days in the truck that I had. Because it had to be like a V6 at least to be able to haul that machine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the mo- money I was putting back in and what I was, it just, it wasn't worth the work I was doing. So when that other company called and said, Hey, you want to come back to locating, you know, we'll pay you this much and it'll be a steady check. Cause I know how locating works. I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And, uh, and it was going well over there too. I was pretty happy with, that was just locating one, one utility again. And it was phone and it, that's its own crazy thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but that just didn't work out for the company. <laughs> no. So yeah, that was, that was rough. Cause there was a lot of people that went out of work once that went under. So what exactly happened there? Yeah. So it was with one of the major companies, you know, and then, and then this new company picked it up and then it just went back to that company and they were gracious enough to take me back as well. So I, you know, I had nowhere to go. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, yeah. They, yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was super, su- super thankful for, for that situation it was the best possibility, at least for me, you know, considering everything that happened. And I never left anywhere on bad terms. At least I don't think so. I always did like put in my, Hey, I'm going to take off in, you know, two weeks or whatever it was. So it was cool that they took me back and, and then I left them again. I felt really bad. That was what was so hard about leaving again is that they had taken me back, treated, treated me well, even after I got back. But again, it was just a like I'm working all the time and I didn't want to be doing that. I've got, well, I had three kids at the time. I got four now, fifth on the way. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, I was like, man, I can't just be working six days a week. No. Being on call, you know, and so this other opportunity came up and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll give it a shot. But again, very hesitant because they were treating me so well. It was going well. And I, Going to a new place, like you don't know what's going to happen. No. Um, so, but yeah, thankfully so far it's it's working out. Yeah, there was quite a few opportunities in 2021 and 2022, just with the work shortage, right? You could go pretty much anywhere 
for locating. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, especially because you're considered, you know, an essential worker. So that was good. Like there was there was work to do. Is it getting a little scarce in your area for work now? Right now it is. Yeah, right now. And that's pretty normal for this time of year out here. Yeah, Christmas time to through New Year's. It's usually pretty slow. But then once that New Year k- kicks in, maybe the the second week, like it just kicks back up. So that's what I'm I'm hoping for. Once we start the new year, we'll be busy again. Right. Do you have lots of fiber projects going in? So we started a new thing here with our company. I don't do any projects anymore. It's all, we've got three guys that are dedicated to doing the project work. But it's it's specifically for the cable company because they've, they've worked out a, some kind of deal with the areas out here. And they're putting in like so much feet of cable every year, so they've got they've got a lot of work. So we've we've got three guys specifically that will do all those projects, which is really nice. Yeah, because we don't have to worry about it. We just do all the single stuff. We still do like if there's any phone projects, we'll do them. If there's any new builds, any of the any electric stuff, we'll still still do them. But but specifically cable projects, it's all. It's all those other guys. Right. That's good. And that's pretty much all the projects that we have at this at this point. We'll see what happens this coming year. But right now, it's just been a lot of cable getting put in. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty nice situation out here, I think. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any, any rough days, like with damages or bad contractors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you can go maybe more than a year without having some kind of something going wrong right like that's just the nature of of the job and one of the things i've learned and i I learned it pretty quick because you kind of have to is that things are gonna go wrong right like there's just there's no way to avoid that no something's gonna get damaged it's all a matter of whether it's gonna be your fault or not right yeah Um, but there's always gonna something's gonna get cut so that's gonna happen some homeowner is going to get mad at you. Some contractor is going to get mad at you. Like those things just happen. So I learned that fairly quickly and learned to kind of roll with that. And that has helped me a whole lot. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, the, nothing catches you by surprise anymore. Right. No. So like those, those rough days don't happen so much because at least for me, because I, I I know that that stuff is going to happen, and I just like, all right, well, this guy's mad at me and yelling at me. I'll just leave his house, you know. It, and I don't think that there's any locating company that is like, hey, if the homeowner doesn't want you there, locate that house anyway. Like, no, I haven't heard of that, right? No. So I take that I take that for what it is. If they say, hey, if they're mad at you and they don't want you there, leave. So if someone's mad that I'm there. Maybe they didn't hear me knocking and, and they catch me in the backyard or they come home while I'm in the backyard and start yelling at me. All right, I'm out of here. This is what I was doing. Yeah. You know, apologize. I'll come back another time. Yeah. And and that's it, right? Like that's that's saved me from now, you know, it still bothers you that someone's yelling at you like that, but I don't let it stick with me. Right? I just kinda of roll with it, let it let it roll off the back and, and keep moving to your your next job but yeah this is that's helped me to 
to avoid having those really bad days because there could be multiple contractors slash homeowners that get mad at you in one day yeah and that'll that'll get to you oh yeah but yeah man i just learned to like just let it let it go there was a there was a homeowner not too long ago that uh, thankfully i didn't work too much on that project this was before we had our specific uh, people doing the the cable stuff and uh, the homeowner came out of course like what are you guys doing I'm like, oh we're just marking utilities because they're gonna come through put the cable lines in and she's like, I don't want paint on in my yard. I don't want flags in my yard. Well, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, well, how are we supposed to mark utilities if you don't want paint or flags? So like, and she's 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 mad about this, right? It's not like she's calmly telling us. I think one of us went in there at one time when they didn't, they either weren't home or they didn't hear us knocking and then they caught us in the back and that's, they're really going at that person that was there. Yeah. I went after that situation had oh. happened and, and she was still upset. A contractor came through and started working and she's out there the whole time. Like, don't walk this way because we just put grass right here. It's like, this is the only way in. How are we supposed to get in? Guys were like out in, in, in the back yard smoking you know, taking their little cigarette, cigarette breaks. And she's out there like, I don't want these guys smoking because I am, I have asthma really bad. It's like, well, go inside the house and just let them work. Yeah. There's a, some stuff in the way. And she's like, I don't want you to move that. They're like, how are we supposed to work if we can't move this out of the way to be able to work right here? Like a lot of problems. Yeah. And one of the big things out here with that kind of stuff, I'm not sure why it's like this. But nobody really enforces those kind of situations with homeowners. Because I was asking the contract, like, Dude, why, why don't you just call the police? Because she was threatened to call the police. And anytime a homeowner threatens to call the police, I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Please do that. It'll make it easier for me, actually, if you do that. So he, for some reason, he wasn't doing that. And th I think that would have helped that situation. But I think that... That happens a lot out here for whatever reason. Do you have any any personal damages? Yeah, unfortunately I do. Again, I don't think you can get away with, with damages, especially if you're if you've never done anything like this. But I'll tell you about my first one at least. I could probably I could think of a couple, but I'll I'll start off with the first one. And this is a good lesson I think for any of the newbies or maybe just a refresher. So it was I think it was for a fence job that I got called for and I went and I marked marked everything in the back I I the the fence in the backyard was low enough where I can kind of put my hand over and check the other side for for the main lines yeah so that that's what I was doing I I I found the main line on the other side just by putting my arm over I followed it about five feet or so yeah and I was like cool I'm good Took my pictures, took off, got called, you know, to that house. And I was like, oh, what happened? So showed up and you know, the cable line was cut. And so, of course, I went through my whole thing of what I did. And they're like, well, did you walk the whole thing out? And I was like, well, no, I didn't. I figured it was on the other side all the way. But what had happened was 
at some point that cable line was rerouted and when it was rerouted there was already a shed that was put in that backyard so instead of i guess boring under it for some reason they didn't bore under it they went around it so they went into the yard of the locate and then back to the other side so oh. right there where it was crossing you know going around the shed is where it got hit yeah so that was a that was a good first lesson for me uh to to make sure you verify that line going all the way through the locate the scope of the work right cuz yeah i was like hey no problem i got this this is easy like i got the hang of it now and then yeah. boom you get you get put back into reality and uh no you didn't actually check it like you're supposed to and uh, yeah i got the i got a cable line cut that way that was my first one and uh, i felt so bad i felt so dumb you know, hating myself for it. Like, man, I, if only I, I, I would have checked that. Like, if only I, yeah, I would have had a perfect record still. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the first damage I had. But uh, from then on, I, I made sure I, I verified that line all the way through. Yeah. But I know I had a, another one I can remember was a gas line getting cut. Yeah. Uh, because I thought I knew better than the electric company because they it was for an electric service line being replaced and the electric was in the backyard and the gas was in the front so i was like gas is out the way i'm just gonna arrow this uh gas meter to the front i'm out of here like i had marked the back and i just arrowed off that that gas in the front I was like, cool, I'm good. Yeah. A few hours later, I get, get an emergency for that area. The gas is blowing. I was like, what in the world did they do? No. And uh. they bored from the front of the house to the back to put in that electric line. And I had no idea they did that. I didn't know that that's, that was a thing, an, even an option for them. So that was another lesson learned right there that well, mark the mark the scope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially if you're not sure. The problem no. is a lot of times you don't know you don't know that you're not sure until something happens, right? Cuz I was confident like there was no reason for me to call anybody and ask for help or or question like what are you going to do? I was for sure they're working in the back. No problem. It's all good and I was completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they must have been just put the meter at the front so it can be easily read or something. Who knows? Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I, did. I think it was because there was a, there was a lot of stuff in the way at that time. I think there was a driveway that they had poured that went from the meter to the back of the house. So there was a lot of stuff there. So I think their, their best option was to bore from the front to the back and then just come out. I'm not sure. Right. You know, I didn't I didn't stick around and ask questions for that. I was just again so upset that that cuz cuz those things could be solved so easily by just marking it, right? Like if yeah. I had hooked up, I would have marked it, there would be no problem. Cuz any of the damages that I got, it was because it wasn't from mismarking, it was just from not marking them at all for whatever reason. And yeah. you know, it, that's that that's what made it so upsetting for me is that well I could have marked it because 
you know, anything that I have marked has been pretty close within our tolerance, you know. Yeah, I know. I always get called out. There's just over this year, there was some movement of employees there. You know, they got transferred to different areas and, and whatnot, or they were just off vacation. And, and so I would be covering their area and I'd get sent back out to these places. Oh, you know, the, the, they didn't locate large enough area or they just, they missed something and just shaking my head. Like, why, why didn't this get done in the first place? Just why did it get shrunk down so far? Mm-hmm. Just do the whole scope because you never know what they, what they need, what they're right. doing. Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, it's a lot of times it's just complacency, right? Like you just, you just think that it's going to be all right. And, uh, and so you skip some steps. Do you have any, uh, any tips and tricks besides, you know, nothing that uh, cut corners, no shortcuts, but uh, do you have any advice on helping people get more confident with electric? With electric? Yeah, yeah. Wait till everybody else does their locates and then locate your electric. Oh yeah. They're all <laughs> waiting for you though. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that is helpful if, if. The uh, the other utilities are marked, and then you know, like, okay, uh, I'm good because it's not exactly where these guys marked theirs. But no, it's it's. I think that I think that locating in general, the tips are always pretty much the same for any of the utilities, right? I think the main thing is is knowing how to troubleshoot one your equipment, and uh, and then each utility, right? So if you can't get a service line to run, then you know go to the logical transformer bed, which is usually the closest one, and then try and bring that back, right? If if clamping doesn't work, direct connect to it. If that doesn't work, then you're going to have to open up a transformer or something. But of course, you yeah. got to put all your, do all your safety things, right? Because there's a lot, electric is so dangerous, right? You don't yeah. want to just open things up without having your proper gear on. And, and if you can get somebody to, to, either be on the phone or they're with you. It's kind of like going into a manhole. I don't know if you guys got rules for that over there. It's pretty strict here for that. Yeah. Like you got to have like a spotter basically. Yeah. It's a full permit process. Yeah. There's a full oh, permit. Really? Uh, two to people. The- yeah. One's one certified first aid. Yeah. There's this mm-hmm. whole, whole hoist and blowers and, and. Uh, oh, so it's, it's a much bigger meters. deal then. Yeah. It's, it's really big here. So are, are manholes are manholes set up different over there? I I don't know if you would know the difference, but are they? Why is why is it so strict like that with manholes? Too many deaths. Really? The, hmm. Yeah, the major the major phone company here they've got quite a few manholes, and unfortunately they've just had too many deaths and injuries inside of them. Mm-hmm. So they just they're fully you got to follow exactly what they say, or you're not going in there. But so that's. Definitely, if if you ever need to get into a manhole or into into electric pit or transformer, have somebody with you, or at least know that you're doing that, and then call them after to let them know you're all good. If 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 they're not there with you or on yeah. the phone with you, right? Uh, yeah. But but that you know that those things go with any of the utilities with cable. Like if you can't get a drop to run, go to the pad and try and bring it back. If that doesn't work, maybe try a different pad. If you can't get the main lines to run, you know, there's different different options. Try you can try different frequencies on your transmitter. You know, obviously you you go with your lower frequencies and then work your way up. 
how high you want to go is kind of, I would say, based on your experience. Like if you're a brand new guy, you don't want to go real high because you don't really know the differences yet. Uh, no. I mean, it's it's hard to know that even when you're experienced, right? So if you don't have experience, definitely keep those frequencies low when you're trying to troubleshoot. Um, yeah. Get somebody to come out and help you. Like at least you have somebody that also tried and you can go like, well, I tried, they tried, this is what we found. This was our best signal. That's what we marked. But you definitely don't want to guess on stuff like that. No. Because you, you'll end up feeling dumb if something gets cut. Because it's, it's it's an easy thing to just be like, well, I could have just called so-and-so. He just works this next area over, you know, or whatever the case is. And I could have just waited an hour. They would have been available to come and help me. And yeah. it would have avoided the whole situation. Now you got to go back and do damage reports and explain why this happened. And your explanation is, well, I just didn't call. I just didn't ask yeah. for help. You know, you don't want to do that. Yeah. No. You, you never feel good after a situation like that. No. So what frequency do you, what's your starting frequency with power? Uh, so for the, yeah, for the electric using the clamp, I use 9.8, which is a frequency that is not used by anybody else here. So that's one of the reasons I use that one. And it's not high enough where it will really cause a whole lot of problems. A lot of those frequencies I tend to not pay a whole lot of attention to. I look more at like the the actual milliamps that you're getting and yeah. and the kind of signal that you're getting cuz you know with experience you kind of can can hear the sounds, you can see the way that your equipment moves, right? Like there's certain things it does or doesn't do when the signal's good or bad. And yeah. and you kind of adjust so like the frequencies I kind of don't. I, I usually just use two two frequencies. Now that I'm just doing the electric, and it's that nine point eight, and then the other one's eighty three, which is obviously a much higher frequency. Yeah, I use that. I don't use that one very often. But again, it's one that's not really used out here, so I don't have to worry about somebody else that's locating, you know, down the block or whatever, and we're on the same frequency. Yeah. But yeah, so like I just kind of look at all those things because that's what those those tools are there for right like you got to look at everything that you have to make sure that you're getting a good tone and then locate appropriately right i like when you had a what's his name on from was from vivax yeah yeah because he had a he had a lot of good information on on using that equipment yeah and i want to get other companies on as well because they'll have other little tips as for, for their specific equipment too yeah, for sure. I think I I think that was that was really helpful. I I'm actually using a Vivex right now. Okay, uh, that's good. So yeah, yeah. For to hear that was really good. Yeah, yeah. I've always found with power that uh, you know you start with a mid frequency of eight or nine, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of people just automatically jump up. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not getting a good tone. Let's let's jack it up. Let's start going up. But I found the best thing to do is direct connect on 512 or 640, like a really low one. Because mm-hmm. the ground just seems to go to the pole or to the transformer. Just it's more a direct path. Yeah, and maybe turn your power up on the on the transmitter. You know, turn that up a little bit. But yeah, you, going up in frequency, I think, should be a last option. 
Yeah, I like to ring clamp first on mm-hmm. on power, just because it, you're you're forcing it to go in both directions of where you're mm-hmm. ring clamping. So it has to go back to the the main line, and it goes into the grounding plate at the meter. Right. The, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can locate everything pretty easily that way, and it's yeah. isolating that one line. Yeah, but if that doesn't work, then I direct connect on yeah. low frequency. And there's times when when you can't use your clamp because that uh, conduit might be like up against the house or up against the pole where you can't get the clamp around. And so yeah. you got to figure out another way to do it. Yeah, and direct connecting might be the best option after that. Or the transformer. I mean, you can't clamp onto a transformer bed. You got to direct connect to it. Yeah, I built a little switch in my transmitter bag mm-hmm. so it automatically switches between the clamp and direct connect i don't have to unplug it and plug the other one in you built nice. it yourself yeah yeah just a that's pretty little cool. toggle switch yeah yeah because they're just they're just xlr cables yeah microphone cables yeah but you spent the time to do that yeah yeah <laughs> and and i'm sure it's not real difficult but i mean I don't know how to do that. It was a little tricky because they used the grounding wire for one of the signals. Mm-hmm. So not all microphone cables have the grounding wire. The had to add a wire, but that's pretty cool. I, I know the the there's a subsite that had that where you can where you can just toggle between direct connect and clamp, but it wasn't that great. It wasn't. I think you still had to switch out. I don't remember what it was about it. There's something about it that still wasn't super convenient. I know it also had where oh. you can do two two leads at the same time also, where you can connect to, yeah. you know, you open up a phone pit or whatever and, and connect to two different lines, and then you can use your receiver, I think it was via Bluetooth maybe, to switch to the next line. So you can, you know, locate one line, switch over to the next line, and then locate the the next line coming back oh, okay. but that always yeah. that didn't always work either uh, were, that was that was a few years ago so maybe the technology is better now the idea was good though but it just didn't always yeah. work no but that's cool though that you built your own yeah so it, it's a three-way toggle switch so when it's in the middle it's not connected to anything and that's when it it'll induce the signal as well oh, okay See, in, induction stuff is one thing that I've never, I've never messed with, because no, you never had to use that for power. Well, no, because because that's not a that's not something that they want us to do. None none of the companies out here have ever been like this is one of your locating options is to induct. It's always just you either direct connect or you clamp, and if that doesn't work, then you call somebody and say, hey, this didn't work, and I can't locate this line. The in, induction was never an option for us. So I never messed right. with it. Again, like one of those things where if they don't want me messing with that kind of thing, I'm not going to mess with it because I don't want to, nope. I don't want to do it. And then I mismark it or something. And, and then they're like, what'd you do? Well, I inducted and they're like, well, you're not supposed to do that. Right. And yeah. you know, I get in trouble for that. So yeah. yeah so I never messed with that. I only use it as a, a last resort just to confirm if if the signal I had on direct connect was a little off. So then I'll just induce it just to double check. 
Right. But other than that, I don't I don't rely on it. Yeah. It's like a power mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for new locators? New locators, take it easy. Follow the steps. They work. But definitely know that there's going to be people getting mad at you. There's going to be people putting pressure on you. And you just do what you're supposed to do. And take it easy. Yeah, that's definitely good advice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my main thing is is that I think because a job is a job, right? Like there's always good and bad to a job. And, you know, there's that old adage of like, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. But it's always work, whether you love it or not. Like there's still yeah. going to be like, oh, I got to get up in the morning because I got to go do my favorite thing. Like it's still something that you have to do, right? Yeah. I have to go and pick up that thing so I can do this thing that I love to do. But maybe you just don't feel like going to pick up that one thing, right? Like it's just it's still work. But this job in particular, there's those things that are going to come up that's got nothing to do with you. So don't let it have anything to do with how you feel, you know, things happen. Just accept that and then move on and, and do your job. Like that's, take it easy, man. That's my, that's my thing is just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, man, it's been really helpful once I, once that clicked, it's been, it's been way better for me uh, to enjoy this job. There is, I don't know if it's a, after a certain time of doing locating, maybe a year or something, year and a half, where the initial high of doing the job, of figuring it out, well, that that ends. So you, you, you're comfortable doing the job and you just want people to get out of your way. Like, you know, right. and yeah. so I think you got to get over that hurdle. Of, yeah. Okay. I know, I know exactly what I'm doing. And yes. It's very annoying when homeowners come up to me and say, can I help you? Or, you know, what are you looking for? You know, looking for those gold? little things that get on your nerves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just, you just have to let it go and just, yeah. just go with it. Come up with some other jokes, you know, like, like that, that yeah. you can, that you can counter, counteract with your own joking around. Right. Yeah. yeah. Make it enjoyable for you. I mean, cause the job, the job itself, man, it's a good job, I think. And I've told people this before. I was I was a supervisor for a while too, and you know I tell people all the time like this is a good job. Maybe the money's not there at first, but if you if you do a good job, like the money will be there. Uh, there's not enough good locators, and and if you become a good locator, you can get paid for it. But it, that requires a lot of patience and and a lot of a lot of good work, right? Like you got to. You got to push through and and push past all those those little things. Yeah, you need a good track record. Yeah, yeah. You can't just like start being a year because a year feels like a long time sometimes, especially in locating as much as as much as people like as much of a revolving door that it is. At least over here, like if you're here for a year, it's like man, I'm a veteran already. Like I should be yeah. getting the big bucks by now. It's like no, dude. It's it's only been a year. Like you don't know everything yet. You know a lot. You're doing good, but that's just not how it works. <laughs> no. Stick it out, and uh, and it, it'll be there. And I remember being told when I started, the guy that was training me, one of the guys that was training me, was like, "Man, this job is is built for certain people." And I had no idea what that meant. You know, he's just like, "Not everybody can do this job." 
And I was like, I mean, sure you can. You just go out and locate. But I would see people just quit all the time, all the time. And I finally realized, yeah, it's a certain type of person will will stick around and do the job. And I don't know that it's a certain type of person, but I think it's more of like how you are accepting things like we just talked about, you know. If you're able to just go with it, you'll you'll last a long time and you'll you'll be able to do the job for a long time. I mean, you're not you're not with a shovel breaking your back, right? You're not carrying uh super heavy equipment all the time. It's it's a pretty easy laid back job for the most part with yeah. things, you know, bad things that happen every now and then. And uh, yeah, if you're one of those that can just like kind of move with that stuff, like you'll be all right. Yeah, it's it's definitely just about being humble, you know, and like realizing that you're going to have problem locates. It's it's okay to ask for help and just yeah. like when you encounter a homeowner or a contractor, just having that humility of okay, yep, I'll listen to you right now. Okay, I'll get out of your way. You know, I'm not going to take this personal. That's that it's that type of of personality the, right. the character trait that's going to get you through it yeah yeah <laughs> there you just mentioned not taking it personal <laughs> there was there was one time when i did take take it personal because i felt like it was i was out doing locate i was sitting in my truck looking for the next job homeowner comes out he's like hey can i get your supervisor's info i was like oh yeah sure here you go and it uh, turns out he wanted me me specifically to clean a little section of his fence that got paint painted. I don't know that that I did it, but it was our it was our utility. So okay. you know, supervisor called me. He was like, "Yeah, just go over there and clean." It. I was like, "Yeah, no problem. I'll clean it up for him." So I did. I went over there, scrubbed. It was like four five inches of paint on the bottom of his fence. Right? It was kind of like a hard mark situation. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did that. Whatever. Moved on. Went back to that area for another locate. He comes back out, and this time he's telling me to clean his fence. And I was like, whoa, 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 I didn't do anything. And he's like, you got paint right there, look. And I was like, yeah, but that wasn't me. Look, this is a whole different utility. It wasn't me. And he's like, well, you're the last one here, so you're going to be the one to paint it or to clean it. And I was like, no, sorry, man, that's just, that's not how it works. And I would have, I would have done it for him if he was like, hey, man, somebody got paint on here. Do you mind? Yeah helping me out again. Like I had everything with me still to clean it up. I would be like, Oh, I'll hook you up. No problem. Yeah. But he wasn't like that. He was just yelling at me being very, very stern. And so I was like, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get out of here. And he was like, yeah, you better walk away. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And, and then, and so I'm Hispanic and this was, a not Hispanic guy. And so, okay. you know, he's telling me to do it. And I'm like, no. And then he goes, you know, I'm, you should, you better do it. And he goes, comprende, which means, you know, do you understand? All right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not cool. Like, no. so that's why you're trying, you're just trying to like boss me around is what it felt like. Right. Yeah. So I did take that very personally, but, Again, it's one of those things like it happens. You got to kind of roll with that stuff. I was very upset. I was, I was obviously very angry, but I went, I went ahead and left 
I got in my car, I called my suit, and I told him what happened. He's like, don't go back there. If you get any other locates, we'll send somebody else to do it. Yeah. One of the other guys from the crew was like, yeah, I'll go over there and and do it if if you ever have to go over there. And you know, I got your back. And I was like, thank you very much. That, you know, that helped ease the my anger. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that was that was definitely a one time that I was I definitely took it personal and and maybe maybe it wasn't that, but it definitely felt that way. Well, when it crosses the line to, you know, almost a racist slur. Yeah. Like that's that's where you got to take it to the next next level like get to remove yourself from the situation as soon as possible or call in yeah. support. Yeah. And th- and that's what it, that's what it felt like. And again, maybe maybe it wasn't, but it definitely felt that way. And I, again, it's just a thing that you got to roll with. That that kind of stuff is out there. Unfortunately, that's not the first time that kind of stuff has happened to me. First time it happened on the, the job. But uh, yeah, man, you got to roll with it. Bad homeowners, yeah. bad contractors. Those things those things happen. This was probably yeah. you know one of the one of the more intense situations yeah yeah thanks for coming on the show yeah man thanks for having me this concludes today's episode if you enjoyed the episode with bird he also has a podcast of his own his podcast is called the room upstairs where his son and his brother-in-law they discuss old versions of movies and a most recent redo so feel free to check that out and i have a link in the show notes if you'd like to be a guest on this show, please visit ForgotMyTransmitter.com where you'll find more information on how to sign up. And remember, don't forget your transmitter.